You are listening to Community Voices on NPR Illinois. I'm co-host Vanessa Ferguson. Today, we are getting to know our neighbors, Stephanie Myers and Natalie Keller. They are both artists who have their works in the current exhibit at the Perspectives Art Gallery in Petersburg. Thank you both for being here today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited because not only do I get to meet you, but if I want to, I can go to Petersburg and I can see your art on display. The exhibit has opened, but it's there until February 16th. So that's quite a bit of time for me to check out the the beautiful work that you have both done. I saw some of your work online and we're going to talk about that. But first, I really want to get to know a little bit about you. So can you first tell me how long you've lived here in central Illinois? Stephanie, we'll start with you. (laughs) All of my life. Oh, you were yeah. like born and raised born here. Born and raised here. What, what town did you live in? Springfield. I oh, lived okay. I lived for several years in Menard County when I lived on a farm. So how does farm life compare to living in Springfield? It's much more serene. Farm life is not as romantic as a lot of people think it yeah. is because there's so much hard work. Yeah, um, tell me about it's it. Be- it's beautiful. And that's kind of where I got into gardening, which yeah. really kind of influences my art yeah yeah well I I grew up on a little bit of an animal farm I was bucked off a donkey so yes it's not as romantic as you think it is but Natalie what about you you're kind of a transplant here how long have you been living in central Illinois I got here I want to say November 1st so it's only been a, a short little period of time so I'm sure everyone's wondering well where did you live before and what brought you here I was born in Los Angeles I went to school in the middle of the state, so San Luis Obispo. After school, I moved to Chicago, and that's where I met my partner, Adam, who is from Petersburg. Okay. So that's kind of how that happened. We met while I was in Chicago working for Blue Man Group. He also was working there. And so Petersburg isn't necessarily brand new to me because when I visited him over the seven years that we've been together, this is the town that we would visit. I want to talk to you both about really your path into becoming artists because I find that people have different paths. Uh, Now, when I was in school, I I just, you knew the people who were always good at that kind of uh, uh, work. Like they were great at painting, they were great at drawing. And then as I've gone on in life, I've met people who have picked it up uh, later in life and and they've really grown as artists as well. And it's, it's, it's a good reminder that, you can really start at any time. So I wanted to ask you what each of your paths were into becoming, you know, really a professional artist. Stephanie, do you want to go first? Sure. I drew a lot as a kid, you know, coloring books, and then I would do pencil drawings. I doodled in in school. As a young mom, I started drawing with colored pencils. And I mostly self-taught. In 2015, I took a couple of painting classes at the Springfield Art Association. So 2015 wasn't that long ago no. and and I just I'm going to jump in here and say I've I looked at some of your art and I am I was really blown away <laughs> by how excellent oh, it was yeah. and like the vibrancy and the the detail mm-hmm. in uh, I think I saw some pictures of like iris or iris irises if yes, that's the yes, plural yes and it was so beautiful so vivid it almost felt like it had movement to it Actually, one of the titles of, of one of the pieces is Dancing Iris because it did look like, like there was movement. Yeah, because of like yeah. all the little waves in the pedal. Mm-hmm. And you show that so well yeah. through through the work you do. And it, it, again, it just blew me away when I read that you've 
really started focusing on this in 2015, it gave me hope of like what I could accomplish <laughs> in you know right. just a few years. And I, it, you know, I really didn't pursue. I didn't give it my full attention until I retired in 2020. What is your preferred medium? Is it the colored pencils, or do you have other? I, well, it started out with colored pencils, and I've done some pretty big pieces, like 16 by 20. They take forever to finish. I do mostly acrylic now, but I also like oil. Wow, that's so great. I cannot wait to see these pieces that are on display at Perspectives Art Gallery. Now, Natalie, what about you? I mean, you grew up in L.A. That seems like such like the mecca of, of different kinds of artists. We always think of film artists, but, yeah. but how did you find yourself uh, wanting to pursue art? Well, I grew up, my mom was a dance teacher, so it was really strong ballet, really intense competition dancing for a really long time. And once college came around, I was pretty burnt out, and I'd only really done that. So when it came time to choose a major, it was not going to be dance. Mm -hmm. And I chose, of all things, city planning, which was a complete deviation, and I don't even think I fully knew what it was (laughs) uh, (laughs) upon going in. But eventually, I started meeting people in the theater department and really liking just them. And then I switched over to the theater department which was also the theater and dance department, what I was trying to avoid. Yeah, but, you, know, you didn't you always, do a good job at I that. Know, <laughs> you always end up back where you're supposed to be, I suppose. But yeah. then it became costuming when I was in the theater department. So from dance, I, I can't really get away from art, yeah. no matter how much yeah. I try. So it was like dance, then in college it became costuming. Then after that, I went and worked in makeup and wardrobe at Blue Man, and that's when I met Adam that brought me to Petersburg, but then also I was kind of dabbling with acrylic paint at that time too, but I saw at one point our drum tech taking these drum heads out to the the recycling bin, and I just asked him if I could take them home because at first I was just like, yeah, free canvases. Everything (laughs) is so expensive. But then they're so unique, and they were played in these shows by my friends, and so that's why in the in the gallery show I have this huge drum head, which is the main big drum that they use in the show, and I have a few more, you know, pieces on those those types of drums. But so that's kind of when it transitioned into like the painting because in conjunction with the drum head, that kind of sparked a thing. Yeah. And then and then COVID hit and Blue Man shut down. I went back to LA to find, you know, some sort of stability and work. And then I started working in the costume department of The Mandalorian. And Natalie, Natalie, <laughs> you need to I leave with your it. Face. Listen, I'm a big fan of Pedro Pascal. Do uh-huh. you have a cell phone number? Legally, I have to say no. I don't. Oh my gosh, were you? <laughs> no, okay. but I actually don't. Oh my gosh. Oh, that would be amazing. Okay, well, we're, we're going to talk about that for just a moment, even mm-hmm. if it's off the mic but but so you went back to LA for a little bit during the the pandemic yes and then and then you know how did your art progress while you were there did you have to completely stop or or what got you back into it yeah yeah so that's kind of another leg of the reason why I came back here is that those hours and yeah I had to kind of completely stop which was Mm. essentially pretty heartbreaking yeah Um, and as artists, you know, like if I saw the dust on my like paint tubes and my oh, brushes and I was that? like, yeah, this is kind of inevitable that, you know, this can't 
keep going like this mm-hmm. and it, it, it was a really heartbreaking decision to you know choose you know stability and great you know opportunities like that but that's what made it much more of a deeper decision mm-hmm. to need to do my own thing with my art and so that brought me back here there's the time and the space and I'm really happy and really peaceful that you know I'm now choosing this even though you know you give up these really interesting flashy things but you know it kind of it needed to be the right the right thing and I'm really happy with deciding to pursue this professionally yeah yeah so uh, just to be clear for people who I I can't believe if you haven't seen it yet but haven't seen the Blue Man Group uh, they are a really unique performance art and and musicianship kind of group where they they are not only playing these instruments really really well they're great percussionists but uh, there's like you said there's paint on them and they splatter on the audience and and there's marshmallows and toilet paper and it sounds bizarre (laughs) but trust me it all is cohesive when you go see it gross yeah yeah yeah, it is a little gross but (laughs) but it's so fun and that's so cool that that you were able to take i mentioned the drum heads are kind of like the the top cover over a drum so Mm. kind of a flat plastic or um i don't know canvas like material yeah there's are plastic but yeah there's are plastic And and it already had i imagine paint splattered on it so how do you add your touch to these pieces they're clean on the top there's always around the rim where it's attached to the drum itself there's always going to be this like neon paint residue so i have in the piece that i have at perspectives art gallery there is still that kind of neon paint around the edge which i thought was a special touch just to you know Mm -hmm. it's still supercharged with that energy of the show and has that residue of where it came from yeah very very cool Uh, especially just to know the history of the the plastic drum head that that you put your art on it's like oh, that just adds another layer of of like really coolness to it that yeah, i'm excited yeah, to where, see yeah it has an origin story now of course i gotta ask you so since you were doing costumes for the mandalorian can you just tell me a little bit about what you did well first of all how did you even get that gig because you know like i said i can dm pedro pascal and say <laughs> i would love to costume you but i don't think he's going to tell me to yes or john favreau he's probably going to tell me no but so how did you get this gig my family is in visual effects, very wonderful, very inspiring. Even as a member of their family, I'm inspired by them, visual effects artists and producers. My sister was a visual effects producer for, I think, all seasons of The Mandalorian. So I started as her production assistant. So there's a little bit of nepotism there, I have oh, to Oh, very admit. cool, yeah, yeah. Um, started as her visual effects production assistant and in a moment of departmental crossover, there was a moment where I had to go pick up a, a one of the Mandalorian helmets from the costume department to bring to the visual effects department so they could mark it for, you know, a visual effects special effect that they were doing. So when I went over to the costume department, I just planted a little seed saying, hi, if you need any help, you know, I want to do this. And then eventually I got the call to come over to the costume department. Oh, see that, that is a good story because it's like, be willing to put yourself out there, even if it's just a small moment. So yeah. I would be interested in this. Yeah. I mean, it did, it didn't feel like it went well in the moment, you know, everything's so go, go, go that they were like, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't have time to talk to you. Right 
right mm-hmm. now and I was like oh my god I've just messed everything up <laughs> but then you know yeah, they remembered and they, they remembered. called <laughs> and did you get to meet Pedro Pascal I have been in the room with Pedro Pascal um so that's Could enough you for me Barely. I knew it. I knew he would take the, the breath out of the yeah. room. Well, that is really, really cool. And I'm glad we have you back here, actually, because now you're getting to do what you really, really love. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about the art that you'll both have in this exhibit. So, Stephanie, I want to talk to you because I've noticed something really cool about some of the pieces you have. You have like a flower, like a rose or maybe a vegetable. And there's this distinct switch in the use of color, I've noticed. You'll have um, like the vegetable is red and then immediately it's orange. And and the reason why that stood out to me is because a lot of times when people are, are drawing, I think they may be thinking of art class, like draw this bowl of fruit. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to make it very realistic. But yours has a kind of a, a, a different take on it where it's very vibrant. And I, I really enjoyed your use of colors. Yeah. Instead of like blending it to make it look real, it has this kind of contrast in it that I enjoy. So yeah. talk to me about that. Well, I really like color. And I think I see color maybe differently than a lot of people do. And I like to kind of emphasize that contrast, uh, either between the color or the dark and the light using complementary colors. When I first started out in acrylics, like years and years and years ago, I didn't like them because they were too bright. Hmm. I didn't know how to mix. I didn't know how to mix the color at yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah. But that's now one reason why I really like acrylics is because they're so bright. Yeah, and I can dull them down if I need to. You know, you both have art in the exhibit at Perspectives. What's a piece that you're really excited for people to see at that exhibit? Well, the dancing iris is one, but there's one piece that has significance to me, and that's the vase with the magnolias in it. And that vase was actually my grandmother's vase. That's I saw as a little kid. Yeah. It's now in my house. And she had hand-painted that face at Springfield Art Association maybe in the 1930s. Wow. Wow. And so now what was going through your head as you are essentially recreating the painting that she did on the vase, but you're putting it to, I imagine, canvas? It just brought back a lot of, of memories, childhood memories, memories of yeah. my grandmother. That's really great. I love it. And then I also have to point out, too, that as I go back to talking about the vegetables that, that you've painted. I don't know. I don't have vegetables at the at the at show. At the exhibit? Okay. But I do have them on my Facebook art page. I would encourage people to go look at them because there was one where I'm like, that looks so delicious. Like, I, I <laughs> did, want to Did you go to my Facebook out. page? I did. Right. I, there was like a cherry tomato, and I'm not a huge cherry tomato, but this looks more delicious than what a real cherry tomato looks like, it, just because it was so vibrant. and. Oh, the one with the vine? Yeah. Oh, I love that one. I yeah. love that one, too. Yeah, it's And so that's cool. all about, and that one for me was about the light. It's so interesting to see how you use light to make things look realistic. Mm-hmm. Great job. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. See, I can just gush about my guests. That's why I love this so much. Natalie, let's talk a little bit about your pieces. Talk to me about some of the pieces that are in the exhibit at Perspectives Art Gallery that, that you're excited to show. I have three in there. One is of a vampire bat. One is of a, a girl's face. She's a funky, distorted lady. And then the big piece is one on one of the big drum heads. It's about 41 inches in diameter, so it's a big boy. And it's got two baboons on it holding mm-hmm. a bird of paradise flower and a Venus flytrap, two of my favorite weirdest plants. 
I'm going to have to put these images on our Community Voices webpage. So if you're listening to this and want to actually uh, get a preview of what you might see at the Perspectives Gallery Art Exhibit, Natalie, yours is kind of funky. It reminds me almost of like a tiki room. So talk to me about the style that you choose as as an artist and then also like the the subjects that you choose to paint it's it's very different and it's it's very colorful it's very fun i'm i really enjoy looking at this i'm like this is just cool <laughs> i guess it comes from it i guess it starts with my costume design classes in college i think i was very inspired by cultural dress and kind of going through the costume history classes and just looking at everything that people were wearing. These three pieces might not highlight that, but in some of my other things, there's the beauty of a geisha. Like we, mm-hmm. we as humans, we come up with so many things to decorate ourselves <clears throat> all the time. So in some of my pieces, they get a little bit specific and I dive into like a cultural moment from around the world or even time periods. And it'll start kind of almost like a, you know, those flip books when you were little where yes. you would, you can change the hat or divide it into, say, three and you can change the pants and yes. then the middle part and then the hat. Um, so I'll kind of just try to make different combinations of things like, you know, a, a geisha wearing this, holding this, this gesture, this background. And I'll kind of go through all of these kind of images that have stood out to me and kind of jumble them together until I can find this like magical balance. And when that happens, some sort of story kind of comes out of that. So it might not all make sense. They might not even all be, you know, from the same culture or time period, but I'll find an inspiring gesture, an inspiring outfit, an inspiring flower to hold or whatever. And I feel like when the combination is right, I always kind of have a certain feeling and then I I know that it's done. You know, in this piece I'm looking at, what's standing out to me is your use of lines and and the thickness in them. And then also there's kind of an asymmetry to to the piece I'm looking at. Is is that kind of the style that you have in a lot of your work? Yeah, I mean, as a self-taught person, that style was kind of born out of, the black line style was born out of like making mistakes and then just being able to oh, cover and it. Fixing it. <laughs> yeah. and fixing it. And after time, I really liked the structure of it and that being able to play with the black line. So that became my friend. Yeah. And it became my style. Yeah. It has almost a, a cartoon quality to it yeah. as well, which I, I, again, I just really like. I like both. I, you know, honestly, it's it's kind of hurting my ego a little bit to hear that you're both like fairly new artists. You started <laughs> later. Like, it's like, here, you're so good. And it's like, gosh, I'm, I'm really struggling with some of the stuff I'm making. So, <laughs> well, this has just been really great to talk more about your art. Again, I encourage people to to go see the pieces that you do have on display at the Perspectives Art Gallery in Petersburg. And then again, I'll post a couple of these images on our website at nprillinois.org. I just want to thank you both uh, for coming in and and letting me kind of nerd out a little bit about your art and and gush over how great I think it is. It is really stunning to me. Again, I'm a person who loves color, so it's almost like this uh, conversation has been curated just for me, which I love. But before we go, I I have a couple more questions for you. I just want to ask you about what it means to you as an artist that's 
trying to be recognized professionally and, and having this art gallery in Petersburg, someplace that you can go and show others like what you've been putting your passion into. What does that mean for you as an artist? And Stephanie, we'll, we'll go to you first. Well, first of all, the gallery is beautiful. It's a very nice space. It's a professional gallery, which I, I haven't seen in a long time. So actually having my stuff chosen is like kind of a validation for my for all of my efforts mm-hmm. that people appreciate the way I portray the flowers or the tomatoes or whatever, you know. <laughs> and then a chance to sell my work, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Natalie, what about you? I agree. The gallery is beautiful. And I always said in Petersburg, I was like, the next thing this place needs is a gallery. And then the next time I came here, there was one. So (laughs) I was very pleased to see that. I agree with you. Yeah, like having it chosen was, yeah. Did you hoot when you got the email? Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. I was loud about it um, at home. But it just means so much. Yeah, meeting all the artists from Petersburg and just knowing that they're around. I know that there are... There were about 100 pieces in the gallery mm-hmm. and 26 artists mm-hmm. that came together. And it's like we, you know, we're all living amongst each other. We didn't even know we were all here. So mm-hmm. it's really cool just to see the community come together. That art exhibit titled Local Perspective Show is running from now to February 16th. And you can see the work by both Stephanie Myers and Natalie Keller, who are here today. So before we go, since I am so excited to see your art, I want everyone to enjoy that with me. Can you each give us where we can find your other works that are not at the Perspectives Art Gallery? Stephanie? You can find mine on Facebook. It's called Stephanie Myers Art. Excellent. And Natalie, where can we find your work? I'm at N. Keller Art on Instagram and Facebook. Excellent. Thank you both so much for being here today. It's just been a real joy for me to sit down with you and talk about art and talk about the Perspectives Art Gallery in Petersburg where your art will be displayed. So just thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. To listen to past Community Voices segments, please visit nprillinois.org. Community Voices airs weekdays at noon and Saturdays at 5 p.m. Do you have a guest to suggest? Email communityvoices at nprillinois.org and we'll explore interviewing them. Production assistance is provided by the Community Voices team, Randy Eccles, Vanessa Ferguson, and Tim Bowl. Community Voices is a production of NPR Illinois. I'm Bee Bonner. Thanks for listening and good afternoon.